Russ. Hey, Tony. Welcome to the nation's only podcast about buffalo chicken dip. I had some delicious buffalo chicken dip last weekend when the Falcons failed. When the Falcons, oh, they, they, they did great. They played two and a half quarters of football. I turned it off at 28 to 3 because, you know, what, what, what could go wrong? Well, we what got could it. go wrong? Mm-hmm. Uh, it's worth noting that this uh, episode of One Beer, One Song is recorded in front of a live studio audience. It's like, there's, this, there's I don't think there's ever been more people in my basement. This is like a ska <laughs> band. <coughs> anyway, welcome to One Beer, One Song, where on each episode, of course, we uh, underappreciate and or miscategorize a beer and or song, sometimes multiple beers, sometimes multiple songs, sometimes snack food, uh, w- some wine maybe. We've even. done hot sauce. Um, we have uh, two very special guests. Uh, one who comes on periodically uh, out of his own need to um, set the record straight uh, with all the Correct misinformation that, that Russ and I provide. Uh, that would be Mr. Blake. Hello. Hey. Hey. How's, how's it going? Thanks Mr. for having Blake. me back, guys. Yeah, man. Thanks for coming. And uh, you just had a birthday recently. I did. And, and as a matter of fact, we had a potluck last night and there were two buffalo chicken dips. See? True story. What, was nice. there any difference? In yeah. The- well, one was in a crock pot and one was made in the oven. And so then you got a different kind of melting of the cheese on top. I understand. We have a cork problem. Okay, no, no, let's just focus here. Let's focus. Okay. Russ has been doing distracting things. <laughs> you <laughs> look so time, bewildered, Russ. Remember that time I took my hand motion and I made a tipping motion and you took the beer that you were holding and just dropped it in your crotch? It's your favorite story. It's my it's favorite, favorite story. Tony story. <laughs> yeah. It's so good. Our other special guest is Eric. But Blake is from? Oh, well, everybody knows where Blake's from. He's from uh, the magical mom. land of Tropicalia. Oh. Yes. Oh, man. What is your, your title now at uh, Yeah, it Comforts? changes every three or four months. My title now is Wood Seller and Specialty Brand Manager. What does that mean? I thought there was, like, Advocate in there somewhere. Uh, ooh, that's fun. Like, I don't know. Maybe I, I should know. request that. Wood Seller Advocate. Um, our other special guest this time is uh, Eric Miller. Hello. Hello, Eric. Hi. Where, where are you from? Oh, I'm uh, now I live in Flowery Branch. How are you? He's that much of a Falcons fan that he, he moved up to That's right. watch practice, bought a house right so he could watch rehearsal. Can you still hear me? I can hear Football you. Football rehearsal. Okay. Uh, we're also joined, because there are four microphones, um, and I could not be trusted to uh, even attempt to pull this off with this much audio engineering. Uh, an audio engineer, my buddy Chris, you just have to shout hi. Hi. Yeah, there you go. Nailed it. Uh, and, then, and, and then I was not lying, we have a studio audience, uh, a man who is in hiding from... <laughs> <laughs> Nailed it. <laughs> in hiding from some festivities uh, at his house. Um, hopefully he can make it home safely uh, before the end of the weekend. Um, I could actually say what company I'm representing. Is that what we're talking about? Um, no, yeah, no. I don't, uh, it doesn't matter. You're just here. You're not going to get to talk at all. So oh, it's fine. It's fine. <laughs> That's good. Yeah, Eric, where are you from? Yona Mountain Vineyards. What is that? It is a local Georgia winery. Local Georgia winery? How many wineries are there in Georgia? Total, there is about 56 now. Real? What? Yes. Get the. Okay. I know. Yeah. That seems like. That cool. seems like a lot. There's there's a lot of uh, distinctive di- dis- districts now. There's like the North Georgia, Middle Georgia, and South Georgia. And now in North Georgia, where we are, right. there are twenty three. Twenty three North Georgia. Yes. How does the latitude of where you are compare to the more popular West Coast, winding, zones? It's actually, shockingly similar. Oh yeah. Yes. Yes. All right. If you go all the way over, we're right about the same as Napa. Okay. <coughs> Straight over. And what kind of wine do you make? What's what sets Yona Mountain apart? What do you guys do? <laughs> what is it you say you do here? What would you say you do here? We, our goal is to make the best wine humanly possible, right? 
And that's it's a very over-the-top scenario, which is uh, representative of my father. Everything he likes to do is completely over the top. So when we started this whole thing, he's like, hey, if we're going to do this, let's just uh, have the regular goal of having the best wine in the world. That's all. That's, that's, that's what reasonable. we want. Yeah. That's yeah. So you guys are the Donald Trump of wineries. No, I wouldn't, I wouldn't <laughs> make that comparison. Sorry. But how's Nordstrom's treating you? It's more like. <laughs> so what you might be asking yourselves, listener, uh, in addition to um, why am I doing this to myself? Uh, why would we have a brewery and a winery on the show at the same time with all of this audio engineering heavy lifting and a studio audience and. Russ, can you fill us in? Why are, why are these guys here? Well, actually, I was just going to throw it to Blake. We have poured glasses for everyone in the room, uh, the studio audience included. Yeah! <laughs> um, a, little, a little tasting of the Curious 10. So, Blake, walk us through this beer. Yeah, so this beer um, we just released uh, a couple weeks ago. Um, and the Curious, little background in the Curious series is that uh, we kind of take leaps of faith in either production methods or ingredients we use or kind of do small batch stuff um, to really try some to make what we think is kind of the best beer we can make. Um, wow, so you and Yona are really striving for those. Yeah. Okay. We're just going for excellence. We, we did. We, we, we met all of the owners of Creature Comforts about two or three years before they opened, and they came and did a tour, and our philosophies just lined right up exactly, and they, we, we really hit it off really quickly. Yeah. Besides the fact that I've known Blake for like 20 years. There's that too. There's that. We all just happen to fall into the beverage game. It's true. Yeah. Um, but for Curious 10, we actually, so this beer uh, to this point has gone through four fermentations. So the first one we uh, started off with, um, we did a beer called Mutualism with Jester King, and that is the base for this beer. So that beer was a Pilsner that we made at our brewery uh, using uh, grits and wheat from Dayspring Farms, uh, who is near us. We made a lager out of that, uh, Pilsner, and then we did a secondary fermentation on that with a blend of one of our house mix cultures and Jester King's house mix cultures to make mutualism. At that point in time, thank you. Eric called me up, and they were telling me that they've got some skins. Uh, it was John and Eric. And uh, skins. What's the skins? What's a, like, like, um, Grape skins. Grape skins. Oh. oh. So I then, thought that was like uh, slang for a barrel. Isn't like, that also called must? No. There's a difference. Okay, what's the difference? Uh, must usually includes juice, right? So this is sk- just skins. Yeah, yeah. M- must, skins. must is, is like during the fermentation process. Use your hands to talk more. Yeah, yeah I know. Okay. It's, it's, you know, the grapes w- will squish and some of the juice will come out during a, the fermentation. It absolutely is. Squish? They squish, they smush, Ooh. they smash. All of your terms that I know you reference a lot. So Not the juice comes, it, like comes out. And that is the must. What, while it's on the skins and the juice is in there, and usually during fermentation. So you've thrown the yeast on there and let all the magic happen. Okay. And so that big slurry is the must. Okay. So now we're just you just sent him skins. Yeah. They okay. brought skins over. After they were pressed. After they were pressed. And so then what we wanted to do um, was be able to still extract flavor from this part of winemaking that is really just garbage for you guys correct um they don't want it anymore and it's kind of interesting because you're like okay how can i work with this when they feel like they've gotten all the flavor out of them so is it fair to say that the skins because this is a beer podcast are the spent grain of winemaking yeah yeah so we made tony we we made spent grain bread beer five yourself wine uh so we took it and then we what we did is actually um 
kind of something weird. We did a cold maceration on top of the skins. Um, so we aged it in the wood barrels from Yona on top of the skins uh, for about six months at 35 degrees, which a lot of people thought we were kind of crazy for doing that. But the idea is that by getting a colder temperature for longer, you get more contact time and exposure without uh, extracting the tannins as quickly. So you're able to get more of the fruitiness from the grape skins and not just get a real tannin bomb. So it actually uh, worked oh, out. Oh, tannin bomb. <laughs> you walked right into that one. Yeah. Right. Well, anyway, it worked out. So this is uh, what we made and is kind of a, a fun approach to try to make a, kind of a, a blurred line of rosé meets beer. Um, so I'm looking at this in the light. It's a, it's a soft pink. It's not a bright pink. Uh, I definitely get the rosé comparison, yeah. though. It, it has almost a tinge of orange, a little orange hint, but tiny bubbles. They look like champagne bubbles. Yeah, once we actually started, it came to the point where we were going to work with Yona and um, Eric and John were talking about this, and I was like, yeah, this is now the goal is to make rosé beer. And to figure out how we can get that kind of extraction from the skin, some interesting flavor, but also make it work well with the beer and be balanced and interesting and still delicious. So what what should we smell? Well, you can smell whatever you want, man. I don't want to tell you what you need to oh, smell. Oh, don't. Ugh. I smell. I smell Britannomyces. Yeah, there's a lot of there's a lot of organisms involved in making this beer. Horse blanket. A lot mm -hmm. of bread. It's it's very light. Yeah, I get not light floral notes. Mm -hmm. I get really subtle like strawberry and kiwi and pear. It's just mm -hmm. all very delicate. Kiwi. Did you say I fell asleep for a second? Did you say it started as a pilsner? V yep. Okay. First step pilsner. So we brewed this beer originally. It would have been um, around summer of 2015, I believe, and then we released it January 2017. When'd you brew it? Around summer 2015, I think. Oh wow! And or people can guess they can pick this up at uh, their local gas station. No, oh. this this beer is no longer available. Um, we do small intimate events for the curious releases where we try to have just a nice, um, good time that's not too crazy. Uh, once you've gotten there, which I know it's hard did, to get a ticket. Which one did Tony and I attend? I think you guys came to the six. It was possibly one of the best beer events I've gone to, if not the best. Thanks. Um, Is that the one where the tickets came with a bottle of two and three? Oh, then you came to the two and three release set. Oh. Yeah. Be, it was amazing. Well, two Ooh. times three is six, so. That's where we got that number. Um, stop. <laughs> Brain. <laughs> okay, so you ate The studio beer. audience is going to choke is on his own vomit. Yeah. <laughs> You really needed out of the house, didn't you? So now I'm going to, you, Eric, from yes. Yona, talk about the, um, what, do you, what do you make? Wine. Wine. That Energy you, drinks. And talk about like the barrel whatever I'm going to pour. How, the, how these are related? Yeah. Right, right. I think what Rusty was so eloquently trying to ask was, how is this wine we're about to taste related to the, uh, now I can't hear myself, now related to the uh, I beer? Agree. So, this is our Meritage. This is our very first 100% Yona Grapes wine. Is Meritage a varietal? Meritage is actually a made-up word that means Bordeaux blend. Bordeaux blend? So, Bordeaux is a region in France, and they're very regulated. And in some regions, they are only allowed to grow certain grapes. So, in, in, uh, 
It has to be two or more of these five grapes. Cabernet Sauvignon, Cabernet Franc, Merlot, Petit Verdot, and Malbec. Technically, there's a sixth called Caminera that no one really talks about. So this Meritage has all five of those Bordeaux grapes. But when people started making a Bordeaux blend in America, France was all not happy about it. So 1988, they had to create, well, there was a little contest, and they made up the word Meritage using the word merit and heritage. And so it's a fake word. Meritage just means a Bordeaux blend grown in America. That was a lot of marketing speak. You're like a Wikipedia page with curly hair. I know. I know. <laughs> <laughs> Biting my tongue so really hard. Really no, I mean, I just learned so much in like 40 seconds. All right, so we should, should, we should, we should be able to like uh, taste grapes in this? Yes. Okay. So what even is wine? Fermented grape juice, basically. Man, that's smooth. <laughs> smooth. Question. So you seriously, s- that that's a that's a smooth like it almost had like a bubblegum sweetness uh, as it went down just a hint. Yeah. What? So this wine that we're drinking right now, when were these grapes harvested and smashed? And give us give us a timeline here. 2014. Okay. That was our harvest. And you harvest in September, right? Well, it depends. A lot of weather issues. Sometimes it's early as August. Sometimes it's as late as October. White grapes are historically harvested a month earlier than the red grapes. So depending on how much sun, how much rain, how much everything, the grapes... How do you know? you got to go out there and taste them. You actually have to pull the grapes and you taste them and see what it tastes like, and then we'll bring them in and do scientific sampling of the pH and the acid and the alcohol and the sugar, which is the bricks. I don't know if you guys do bricks. Yeah, we use Play-Doh, which is okay. relatively similar scale. We use Play-Doh. <laughs> Wait, <laughs> <laughs> so which is better? The wine chef goes out into the field and he wipes his finger on the grape, and then he's like, "No, you eat them. You just grab a bunch and you shove them in your mouth and spit out the seeds. You're like, oh, yeah, I taste it. It's a little sour, a little bit, and then that's the there's um, the harvest is really literally down to the winemaker going out there and saying." This is good. Like this is ripe. I don't taste any rot, and that that's always the the biggest issue with farming. Th- how wet it is here in Georgia. Every time it rains, you have to spray for mildew, right? Because there's all the leaves in it, and it stays moist. So you have to spray to kill the mildew. Because once mildew gets on the vine, you can't get rid of it unless you kill the vine. It, 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 how many vines have you had to kill? <laughs> Thousands. Oh my god. Oh yeah. Okay, we also do a thing with a song. Did anybody bring a song? Eric, did you bring a song? No. no. Tony, did you bring a song? Uh, that's not my job. Uh, studio audience, did you bring a song? No! no. Oh, okay. I, I didn't bring... Blake, did you bring a song? Hey, I brought a song, guys. All right. Oh, yeah, Blake did. Who's the artist? Cool Ghouls. Where are they from? I don't know. Actually, I don't know a lot about them in their... Tony, who? did you bring a backup song? Wait, wait, wait. Do I have to know the biography of the band for us to y- listen to the music? Y- yes. we're, th- this is an educational show. This isn't just about two guys so getting together. So let's get educated each other by listening, and then we'll look up information while we hear it. What's the name of the song? What a Dream I Had. That, this sounds great. Aiming at cool ghouls seems like extra work. They should just call it cools. C-H-O-U-L-S? Chools, even. I like it. Run the chools? Ooh. Ooh. Run the ghouls. That could be a... All right. Okay. Here's the song. What's the song called? What a Dream I Had. What a Dream I Had. By Cool Ghouls. (laughs) 
Strawberry fields forever. So is that, um, do they pay the Beatles every time they play their music? Is, is I do that? not speak on behalf of that band. <laughs> Wake up. <laughs> what? I, I loved it the first time when they were called the Beatles. That's uh, I'm actually not much of a Beatles fan. I love the Beatles. Totally, wait, wait. totally understand their influence and all that, but like appreciate appreciate sure. them, sure. But like I don't I don't think I've ever sat down and been like I'm going to listen to some Beatles. There's one of those like first date questions, like Stones or Beatles. Like you're one of two people. Are you either of those people? Uh, the, my answer to that question is definitely Stones. But I have that's interesting. I have more. Why are you what's, so what's dumb? Interesting though is that like. I have more complaints about the Stones than I do about the Beatles. That they're still making gobs and gobs of money off well, songs like, that are 40 years old? Like Charlie Watts' drum set playing style is infuriating to watch. Why? Because he does the like traditional from the elbow, and he doesn't hit the hi-hat and the snare at the same time. So it's like, it's just like, I don't... I'm sure he'll love to hear that complaint from you as he's rolling around in his millions. Mick Jagger's a chicken. He's a puppet of a chicken. He's a puppet of a chicken. I do like Keith Richards. I have we have the Keith Richards um, kids book that he wrote. That's um, a frightening, frightening. It's really good. Phrase. It's actually a really good. Um, it's a good book. I always like that Dennis Leary joke from No Cure for Cancer. It's <clears> like, a little closer to your mic. Keith, Keith, he's like Keith. Keith, he's telling us not to do any more drugs. Keith, of all people, Keith, we got to wait till you die and smoke your ashes. Yeah. The book uh, comes with a CD of Keith Richards reading the book, and that is oh, as hilarious as you think it is. Like. So, um, so do we like the song? Do we not like the song? I think the song's fine. I think the song is forgettable. I think, I think, I would think that you're just appreciative not to come out of it with some sort of like skid mark on your head or something. You're just like, oh, I mean, structure and chorus and melody, great. Could be so much worse. Fine, whatever. I want to go back to the beers for a second. The beer and the wine, not the beers. Um, do you get any hint of the wine in the beer? Oh, um. Should should you? Get I don't any know that I'm. It? I'm not really looking for it. To well, be and also it sounds like you guys took um, steps to control the tannins, and that's what I would look for: is that kind of acidic, winey, mm. and you guys very deliberately tried to minimize that. Yeah, because that's it was a pretty long time to be on the skins. Right, you wouldn't normally be sitting on skins that long. <laughs> but it's funny because Eric and I were just talking, and this is the first time we've talked since he's had it. True. I didn't know what they thought about it, so it's kind of fun. Oh, well, oh, what do you think nice. about it? Oh, now I'm putting you on the spot. I'm sorry. Great. That was really descriptive. Sour, bitter beers are not my favorite style, but as far as that goes, this is the smoothest sour slash bitter beer I've ever had, and I, I think it's nice. So it's To me, though, it's not... I don't it have doesn't a lot come of off, Yes, there's Brett in there, but there's a blend and balance of sweet tart to the Brett that it's not just a, a tart, uh, a bitter bomb. Let's make something perfectly clear. One second, Britannomyces did not make anything tart. Sorry, so horse blankety. It's it's a soapbox yeah, podium er- moment. I got to step on. One. Yeah, sorry, I get them confused. Brett is yeast, and it actually can produce acid, but so does Saccharomyces, which is like normal brewer's yeast. But when we're talking about acidifying things, we should include bacteria. Sorry, end of soapbox. So like, like pedio. Man, have you thought about brewing for a profession? Pediococcus is what you're looking for, yep. and lactobacillus are the two main players in that world. Yep. Pediococcus sounds like something bad that would happen to a six-year-old. So lactobacillus is bacteria, not yeast. Correct, but you don't want to use pedio without bread. It's a yin and yang system that works, and you can't do without it. But pedio can also be an infection, right? An off flavor. Oh, absolutely. It's all about intention. You know, if you want that to be in your beer or not. But would you describe the Brett in this beer? 
to be a little bit like Band-Aid, like almost a little plastic. Little it, yeah, phenolic. it's got that phenolic note to it, mm-hmm. but it also, at the same time, I feel like... Um, Great, now all I can smell is Band-Aids. What right? I've noticed... <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Thanks, guys. <laughs> what I've noticed is that... Uh, Great beer. Great beer, by the way. Band-Aid. Bread. You've got um, some nice phenol quality that also works well with the fruitiness that's in there, um, and I like how they kind of play off each other. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It, it is delicious. I, I enjoyed it thoroughly. Thank you for um, sh- saving a bottle just for us and then delivering that uh, all the way all the way here to, to Smyrna. Number five. Bottle number five of... Wow. It's pretty cool. It's rad. That's and awesome. the wine was delicious, too. Hey, Eric, do you want to stick around and talk more about wine? I think I can. Okay, that should be good. Tony, do you have anything? Um, no, just thanks. This was a big production, and we'll see. Yeah. Uh, uh, it had some fits and starts, and yeah. there were some audio issues that I may... Re- do some pre-roll to apologize for uh, because it's hard. <laughs> <laughs> this many people. So uh, thanks for our engineer. Yes. Thank uh, you, thanks Chris. to the in-studio audience. You're welcome. <laughs> Blake and Eric, you guys both drove com- from Canada to be here, so thanks for making the drive. It's true. Bye. 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 See you guys.